This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Triple eight seven two seven D E C K. I'm about to make a very strong statement. Okay. Oh boy. We've been off the air for a week or so, and I think it's time. Okay. Um, uh, you know, and obviously some people are going to be offended. Do you need a press release? Something going out? To... Would have been nice. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, it's a little late. Jeff, can you can release wait. that. Can you can release that to the press right now? Can we wait until no. like tomorrow or later? Just cannot or wait. No? Just can't wait another second. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'll... I do not appreciate Donald Trump all that much. But okay. he's a Republican. I know. I know. And yet, I'm considering placing my vote for someone else. Really? Wow. I'm considering it. Mm-hmm. That could have me killed, I know, uh, by Trump supporters. <laughs> um, because that's too strong a statement for them. I know. Uh, unless it's Donald Trump is God on earth. It's too strong a statement yep. uh, against Donald Trump. I would still think they would be pissed off at you for <clears> saying he's only God on earth. What about the heavens? <laughs> <laughs> what about the solar true. system? You're I mean, right. You know, that's really, you're, you're right. That's, you're actually a horrible human being for having that viewpoint. Holy cow. I, I just, I, my dislike for this guy is in monumental proportions. <laughs> People, and, and I know you're getting this Should too. I put that in the release or should I? <laughs> no, just, that one. Just not that much. Right. Not leave that it much. there. <clears throat> uh, I know you're getting this too, probably on your Facebook and, mm-hmm. and everywhere else oh, yeah. like I am. Uh, but. The vitriol, if you say anything about him in, in a non-complimentary... It, it's like nothing I've ever seen. And it just... I, uh, I, it, I've reached a point where I just... It's so incomprehensible what's happened here. And South Carolina was really, I think, the last straw for me. It's like, how... Really? South Carolina? And we heard from David Barton that maybe South Carolina isn't all that we thought it was. Um, maybe it's not the same state it used to be. Maybe it's not as conservative and evangelical as we thought. They do thought. re-elect Lindsey Graham every year. Time after time after, after time. Six years now. Yeah, and he, he's been there since what, 1836? 1836. 1836. That was his primary. Okay. He was actually elected in 1837, which is odd because there wasn't an election. That yet. is odd. That's but for really... Lindsey, they did it. Hmm. They okay. That was okay. 
Uh, and they've been doing it ever since. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess it should be a little more understandable. It's just, it, but all of the evangelicals and the pastors that have endorsed this guy, this guy who says, who talks about two Corinthians, I mean, <laughs> I don't. Uh, this guy who does nothing but insult everybody who doesn't say glowing things about him. This guy who can't cite a biblical piece of scripture. This guy who has said he never has ever repented in his life. This is not the guy that an evangelical would get behind. And then, as I put that, and we've talked about this, I mentioned that one day on my Facebook page, and some evangelical from South Carolina said, yeah, that's exactly why we like him. (laughs) What? You okay, like you like him because he doesn't. He's the opposite of everything you've ever wanted. Yeah, this is a sort of a observation okay. I had this weekend, thinking about this. In that, like, there's this idea that like uh, <clears throat> Donald Trump is standing up to the elites and the you know the elites, and mm-hmm. and so we've all said that before. Like we've all said, like I'm sick of the elites controlling what the party does or what, what candidates we have or whatever. There's a great show, as Glenn kind of mentioned at the end of the radio show tonight on his TV uh, show. Uh, one of the three shows that we're involved in on a daily basis, mm-hmm. uh, one of four overall. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the show tonight is about kind of how the elites do pretty much pick the, the nominee. Yeah. At least they have their finger on the scale all the time. And, um, you know, but when we talked about that before, it used to be, before Donald Trump, that when we said the elites, what the elites were were people inside the party that had undue influence, whether it's, you know, people who are actual politicians unions, special interest groups, mm-hmm. really super-duper rich people, people that are brothers of, of candidates, whatever. So, uh, the elite, somebody up there who has all this influence that we just, you know, say is undue. What, with, in the Donald Trump era, what an elite has become is someone who has a policy which they think is important. Like, if you think, if you're picking a, uh, a candidate on mm. a group of beliefs that you hope to be executed principles pr- principles uh, whatever something yeah. that you hope that a president works towards an agenda an ideology right. then you are now an evil elite person if you just believe anything that's popular at a given second like Donald Trump then you're okay so it's like either you're for Donald Trump mm-hmm. or you're an elite yeah and it's like wait a minute i i i I disagree with all of these establishment people i won't vote for it Donald Trump is not the only candidate in the republican field that i won't vote for uh, there's a there's a, a large swath of them. Many mm-hmm. of them have dropped out of the race at this point. But John Kasich, I'm not voting for John Kasich. I don't care what the hell happens. I'm not voting for John Kasich. I, I, I'm not an elite. I'm not a guy who who is like folding into the Republican Party whenever I can. That's not me. But I mean, Donald Trump doesn't have an ideology at all. And and people say, well, he's good. I'm glad he's not ideological. I'm glad. You know what an ideology is? It's a collection of beliefs that coherently go together. <laughs> That's what it is. An ideology is that's some mm. mythical and evil thing. It means that point, the, the, your viewpoint on X it's and your viewpoint thing. on Y yeah. aren't in exact disagreement with each other. Well, and you said the key word there, coherent. Yeah. That coherently go together. That word is so foreign to him. Mm-hmm. That concept is foreign to him. Nothing in his, in his campaign or his life is coherent. No, and he's and, just not coherent. And he's not even, he doesn't even have a coherent ideology he, as it relates to Donald Trump's ideology from six months ago. Right. I mean, he's all over the board. And and that was, we we were going through some of these uh, um, exit polls. One of the ones I found was, I thought was pretty interesting. I'm not sure if I have it here in front of me. But it was, 
um, tells it like it is. Was what's your favorite thing about a, a candidate? If, it, if the most important thing is tells it like it is, Donald Trump won that something like seventy-eight to eight. Like he overwhelmingly wins it with people, Jeez, man. and it's like, what do you see that he? Did? Even if you think that he is not pandering to you with whatever position he says today, you have to admit that he said the opposite position a few weeks ago. So one of those two times was not telling it like it is. Mm-hmm. How can they both be? How can we'll let Russia handle ISIS and we're mm-hmm. going to bomb the S out of ISIS? How can both of those be telling it like it is? One of them has to not be telling it like it is. Yeah. Like Ted Cruz, uh, he's completely eligible and completely fine. I've had all my lawyers look at it. Oh, no, he's ineligible. One of those is not telling it like it is. Because they're the both mm-hmm. sides. Marco Rubio, I don't know. I mean, he might not be eligible. Yeah, he's eligible. Of course he's eligible. One of those is not telling it like it is. Ted Cruz is a good guy. I like him. Uh, we're friends. Uh, Ted Cruz is a nasty guy. Nobody likes him. The worst liar he's ever met in his entire life. Wow. One of those is not telling not, it like it is. Not now, telling the truth. You might say, if you're a Trump supporter, well, earlier on he was being nice to Cruz because, you know, uh, that was part of the campaign or whatever, and now he's telling the truth. Well, regardless of that, that doesn't support your thesis that he tells it like it is. No. It means that right. before he wasn't telling it like it is, and now he is. <laughs> Either way, one of the two times he was not telling it like it is. And it's amazing that uh, people keep falling for that and it i guess is. it's just i mean it's hard to see you know now um you know what you're going to do to stop it i mean right now with five candidates it's going to be very difficult uh you know i think if it gets down to a one-on-one with cruz or rubio he's got major problems supposedly, but until that moment i don't know if it's going to mm-hmm. happen supposedly if it's if it's trump cruz cruz wins mm-hmm. by like 12 points i mean because it's not, yeah, it's not close. Uh, it's not even close. So I, I, it would be nice to get to that point. I don't know what the hell Ben Carson is doing. I think he's made a pact with with uh, Trump or Rubio or whoever to try to continue to stay in the race to continue to hurt Ted Cruz. That, that that's his only yep. that is his only function at this point. He got what seven or eight uh, again? Yep. Seven or eight percent? Six point seven. I think it was six point seven percent in South Carolina. Get out! Yeah. Get out! There's All the reports, no reason for it. I heard, I heard news reports uh, yesterday and this Get morning. Out. They don't even mention them. Yeah, no. uh, they yeah, mentioned the top three. Mentioned. Jeb's right. out, right. and Kasich got so much. Ben. Yeah. Get out. I mean, Kasich, ben, too. By I mean, all that is holy. Kasich and yes, Ben. I agree. At this we point, Kasich, Kasich, Kasich staying in is only hurting Rubio. Um, so if you're, if, unless you want Rubio to win, you know, the Kasich thing doesn't maybe necessarily bother you, but it's just ridiculous. I would like to say, I would it like, you know, it bothers me because I don't like him so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just want him out. He's terrible. Even if it hurts Ted a little bit, go home. Yeah. Well, I, look, home. if we get into a three way race between Trump, <laughs> Rubio and, and Cruz, yeah. at least you can see there, there's no excuses, right? Right. You got three people in there at some point, either Rubio or Cruz will likely uh, rise to the top of those two. And then you'll have a one-on-one battle. And if you have a mm-hmm. one-on-one battle, I mean, if, if Trump wins a one-on-one battle with Trump, with so Rubio or I mean, Cruz, I would be yeah. impressed. Yeah. I mean, he, and there's no polling that shows that he would do that. There, there's been polling the whole time that, that shows he can do what he's doing. Um, you know, a lot of people doubted whether that polling would last, but that's been, I mean, his, him getting 35% of the vote surprises nobody mm-hmm. as far as, uh, you know, the polling goes. I think most people. I was surprised that the polling held. 
You know, I mean, mm -hmm. he had 35%. I thought, you know, I mean, again, this is uh, when I had faith in the American people, I believe these things. <laughs> right. I, I mean, because now, not only do I have no faith Some in the Democrats. Some of that has to go away, right? right. It has to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, Based on this election cycle, it's, it's the most inconceivable thing I've ever witnessed in my life. Every day I'm like, I can't, I can't believe what I'm looking at. I right. can't well, believe what's happening. Well, because, I mean, look, we look at this stuff every day. And over the past several years, what I had convinced myself of was that the the right side of the aisle, right, was made up essentially of two groups of people. One group who cared about the conservative values and principles, mm -hmm. and another group that was a moderate establishment wing, who, you know, they would, they, they wanted to, sure, they wanted a little bit more conservative than Hillary Clinton, but the bottom line is they'll do their, they'll do whatever they have to do to mm -hmm. keep power and, and move them. The Mitch McConnell, yeah. uh, John Boehner argument. Yeah. That, I thought that was the, the, the two sides of it. In reality, that is not true at all. There is certainly those two groups exist, uh, but there's just a group of people that might be the largest of the three that just don't even look at these things at all, don't care about policy, don't care about these issues. All they care about, they see it as sort of a TV show, and Donald Trump is the most entertaining and loud among them. Mm -hmm. Because you can't, there's no coherent ideology. Uh, you know, We've seen this before in polling where you'll see guy, positions that Trump has taken. When you ask Trump supporters about them before Trump takes a position, they'll say 70% believe X. And then when Trump takes the position and he says, Trump says it's Y, suddenly 70% of his supporters think Y. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, well, I, that is just cult of personality. There's no, there's no viewpoints associated to that. So my thought of, well, there's people who care about conservative principles and really care about these values and won't move off of them. And there's people who are sort of progressive and will move around to whatever, you know, like, yeah, they're, but they're really moderates. It's really, there's a third group in there which has nothing to do with policy at all. It has nothing to do with policy. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just a flailing around angrily. And the idea that so many commentators have rushed to justify that as an excusable position Oh, well, they're just angry. You have to understand. I have to understand? I'm the one here who has to understand? The person who's sitting here trying to figure out issues as they relate to the, to the country? I'm the one that has to figure this out. I'm the one that has to say, oh, well, I do understand anger, blind anger that supports the thing they're supposedly angry at, progressivism. A, a guy who has been progressive on almost every issue. I'm the one who has to understand the mental gymnastics that leads someone who's angry at progressives to vote for a progressive. I'm the one that has to understand that process. That's insane. Excuse me. That's just insane. Mm -hmm. It's a process of beating your head against the wall to punish the wall. I'm not going to do that. It doesn't work. I mean, Jeffy will tell you. Jeffy? You kept telling me it would work to well, continue to do it. You should keep trying it to prove yeah, it. It might work for you. You, <laughs> might, you might keep trying. Uh, so, you know, if you hadn't heard, you know, maybe you were in a cave in Afghanistan all weekend long, didn't know uh, Donald Trump won South Carolina. 33.5%, followed by Rubio with 225 and Cruz with 22.3%. Is so that why your press release went out? They essentially tied. Is that why your press release went out? Is that why my press release? Saying don't? I, I'm, I don't really appreciate him all that yes. much? Yeah, that's why. I mean, that was maybe the last straw, yeah. Uh, then Trump came out to say, let's put this thing away and let's make America great again. Jeez, I just I can't take it. He described his followers as an incredible movement with incredible people. <laughs> so sad. So, such a buffoon. 
Uh, Rubio told his supporters, after tonight, this has become a three-person race and we will win the nomination. There's really no path for him. Uh, Cruz, also speaking in Columbia, South Carolina, said he's the only true conservative who can beat Donald Trump. Now, I, I, I keep saying, I keep seeing them put that in in the articles that he that Cruz is saying he's the only true conservative, and yet it's never in quotation marks. He never, I've never once seen it. In, is he saying that? Is he actually saying that? Is Cr Cruz or Trump? Cruz, because Cruz, it, it's it's pissing Rubio off, and I, but I, I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen him say that. And he is far more conservative than Rubio. Yeah, uh, depending um, on what your, where your line is with that, I mean, I think that's probably true. I mean, I think Rubio is generally conservative. I mean, I think true conservative, as you say, like that, is somebody who really has no failings, where Rubio has a couple. He's not terrible. Yeah, Rubio right. has a couple of failings, right. and there are a couple of big issues. Um, you know, certainly immigration has been talked about. The NSA is a questionable one of whether you believe that's conservative or not. I mean, I think the old school position on that is that it is conservative. Um, I think the more libertarian-leaning position on that is that it's not. But I think that there's some room for disagreement on that one. Um, you know, uh, but overall, I think, you know, Rubio is, you know, where, where Donald Trump can't even sniff conservative from no, where he is. No, um, you know, he can't he's, even sniff. He can't even sniff John Kasich from where he is. No, <laughs> he's a big government progressive. And John period. Kasich smells. Yeah, a lot. Uh, you can smell him over the television. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, exit poll findings showed that uh, evangelical or born again Christians made up seventy four percent of the electorate. Seventy four percent. In Iowa, it was about 64%. Holy cow. That is just incomprehensible. I mean, but when you have a, a, an, a 74% on that number, that should have been a Ted Cruz victory. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, this exactly. is... Exactly. You know, I, and I don't... Jerry Falwell. Yeah, I mean, I, I think mean, some what of that the stuff hell? is hurt. And what, what happened there? How can Jerry Falwell go for uh, Donald Trump? That, that is mind-numbing. That is absolutely... You talk about incomprehensible. I keep using that word. I don't think I, it means what I think it means. <laughs> um, because it, it's just... It is incomprehensible. And there it is again. Uh, meanwhile, Jeb Bush dropped out of the race. Mm -hmm. He's gone. We lost him. We don't have Jeb to kick around any longer. Uh, and Hillary, Hillary won the big Nevada caucus. Um, so she had 50. It was a 52-47 type of win. For yeah, 52-47. They're acting as if this is the greatest victory of all time. Yeah. Um, she's got a thousand mm -hmm. times the money. Mm -hmm. She's got super PACs behind her. She's got mm -hmm. all the establishment behind her. She should be winning that race 70 to 30. Easily. At least. I mean, 30 is even better. If not more. And 52-47, like, it's this great thing. Um, let me give you a couple more things from the, uh, from the exit polls here before we go to break. Uh, as I was saying on the radio show a little bit, uh, the under 30 crowd uh, in the Re Republican Party voted for Ted Cruz, um, meaning that they seem to care about principle more you know, kind of odd, right? 28, 26, uh, Rubio got 22 of, of that. But, I mean, over 45 um, was a 13-point victory for Trump um, uh, and a 16-point victory over 65. Um, Born-again Christian, as you pointed out, 33 to 27 for De Donald Trump. I mean, that's inexcusable. For Trump? Yeah. yeah. It's inexcusable. I mean, uh, a six-point win for Trump and born-again Christians. Right. It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. How you could uh, possibly mean, be fooled by this guy I, as a person who considers yourself a born-again Christian, I have no idea. This is why I put on my Facebook post. Uh, by the way, you can thumb up me on Facebook. Uh, South Carolina is dead to me. Mm -hmm. You are dead to me. <laughs> uh, now, you would expect non-born-again Christians, that's, uh, they were polled as well, 30 to 13 in favor of Trump mm. uh, over Cruz. Actually, and Rubio came in uh, second, and actually in third place was Kasich. 
who got 19% of that. What about fetus, uh, um, again, Christians? Uh, fetus is our... They haven't been born, just but they're, of they're just just They're not people. Okay. They're not. Right. Um, very conservative mm -hmm. voters, Ted Cruz won, 35 to 29. Um, and moderate voters, uh, Donald Trump won, 34 to 7. So that, those two, you kind of would... I mean, 35 to mm -hmm. 29 is too close. The problem Way. here... Are people, the problem here is people that consider right. themselves somewhat conservative. Those people uh, went for Donald Trump, 35%, Marco Rubio, 25%, Ted Cruz, 17%. I don't like those people. Uh, um, I don't like them either. I don't like uh, them. A couple more here as we go they're through dead. these as we're going to check the these for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I, this is what I thought was interesting. And this is a big thing. That maybe, I don't know, we've tried to communicate, but I don't understand. If you prioritize someone having uh, experience in politics... First place, Marco Rubio, 38%. Second place, Ted Cruz, 29%. Third was uh, Bush at 14. Fourth was Kasich, uh, Kasich at 11. And then tied for last, Donald Trump with 4%, Ben Carson with 4%. Which totally makes sense. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. You want a president from outside the establishment. First place, Donald Trump, 63. Second place, Ted Cruz, 13. That split should be a lot closer. Mm -hmm. Now, look, I understand that Donald Trump is actually outside the establishment, and Ted Cruz technically has a job uh, in the Senate. Uh, he's had the job in the Senate for less than a term, so he's just getting there. Mm -hmm. he's a very, he was outside the establishment until 2013. And they okay? themselves talk about how much the establishment hates him. So And they hate him. And in fact, Donald Trump's argument to say Ted Cruz was bad was that the establishment hates him. Mm -hmm. So even Donald Trump agrees that Ted Cruz is outside the establishment more than mm -hmm. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. he, it's, he's made it a part of his argument. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know how you could, you know, I, I think it's just because, you know, I think what we're, when you say the word establishment in this context, it means can form a sentence. And unfortunately, Ted Cruz continually forms sentences that are coherent. Yeah. He needs to stop doing that. He does. He needs to start saying just he things does. that are all over the board and just saying, uh, you know, incredible people. It's, we've got a country. It's called management. Hey, we're going to win. We're going to beat ISIS. We're going we're gonna to have an incredible, beautiful victory against ISIS. We're gonna make America gonna, great again. You're gonna make, we're going to make America great again. And, the, and there, there's going to be peace in the Middle East. And, and uh, you trust me on that. Believe me, there will be peace in the Middle East because... Uh, I said they, there would be. I mean, I'll tell you start making thing. those statements. I'll tell you another thing, Pat. Uh -huh. We're going to build a wall. Yeah. And who's going to pay gonna, for it? Mexico. I, who's going to pay for it? Mexico. Mexico's going to pay Guatemala. for it. Or Guatemala. Believe me. I don't care. Believe me. I, I do Mexico's believe you. I do it. believe you. Okay. I do. Because you, you are hypnotic. Are you asking us to believe you? Okay. I'm just, are, yeah, are you asking us to believe you? Are you? I'm saying believe me. You're asking us to believe you. You're asking us to believe you. I yeah, want to make sure I'm clarifying. If yeah, he, is, he is, then I believe him. Yeah, because he because he's to. asking us to believe right. him. Right, and, and that, so you have now, to. Now, despite then. the fact that everything about him leads me to believe he'd do the opposite, right? I believe him because he told me to believe him. <laughs> right, and you know what? He didn't ask me to believe him. No, he, he said, told believe, you to. Me, believe, believe me, do it. Believe me, do it, do it. So I will. And when you speak definitively, it's so. All right. Yes. More patent stew is coming up. In a minute. Our uh, thank you. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. Maybe four. I don't know. It'll be a while. I mean, I think we'll be back pretty pretty quickly. Really? Yeah, we'll be back in, in very quickly. But first, I'm going to talk to you about Goldline. Uh, Goldline, of course, is the. It'll be so quickly it'll make your head spin. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to you. I'm not managing your life. Okay. That All Donald right. Trump is here to do that okay. for us. All right. Uh, if you care about the uh, economy, I do. Uh, and you're worried about the economy. Has your head ever spun? Ben? No. Mm -mm. No. 
Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, if you care about the economy and you're worried about the economy, I am. Um, I mean, that we're we were just talking about uh, these oil companies uh, collapsing. Um, mm-hmm. Where oil companies have built up huge amounts of debt based on oil prices that are well over a hundred dollars a barrel. So what happens when these things start melting down? You've got a situation where people are losing their jobs, where companies are closing shop, where uh, you know, I mean, the economy has been saved by energy, to be quite honest, over the past five years. And now you might be seeing a lot of these companies go belly up. The economies, I mean, they believe it could be a 35 percent chance of going into recession this year. Once you get into recession and it gets more and more difficult, you're going to have higher gold prices because that's where people go when times get uncertain. And Gold Line is the place to go to get your gold. It's where I go to get my gold. It's where Glenn goes to get his gold as well. Uh, they have uh, all sorts of, uh, of, of great values, including we've talked to you before about the Royal Canadians uh, Mint's first ever one-tenth of an ounce, 99.99% pure gold bullion legal tender bar. You've got that as well. Um, but they've got really anything you want to do, whether it's an investment, whether it's an insurance policy, whether it's something that you want to hand down to your children, Goldline is the place to go. Qualifying purchases are eligible for Goldline's two-way price guarantee program, price shield and price guarantee program. Give them a call, 800-913-GOLD. Read their important risk information to see if buying gold is right for you. Ask about their accumulation special as well, where you can get started for just $100 a month. Give them a call, 800-913-GOLD, 800-913-GOLD. It's Goldline. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Hi, it's 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, You know, Hillary, uh, so Hillary won Nevada. uh, Trump won South Carolina. Now we switch. Now Republicans go to uh, Nevada and Democrats go to South Carolina. And and Donald Trump, I think, you know, look. He's going to win Nevada. He he had this. By a lot. Well, yeah, he's favored uh, overwhelming. And it's a small, it's only five delegates, I think, there. So it's not a big big deal. But it's something, you know, it's a big enough deal that you should still compete. I spit on Nevada. Well, not yet. You're going to get rid of all the states by the end of this. I did want to quickly talk about, though, that uh, Donald Trump, he was in the debate, and he was talking about the Iraq War Mm -hmm. and uh, how, you know, Bush lied and and intentionally Uh got us into war, was responsible for 9-11. He was finally asked about this, and he had a really interesting uh, response. Didn't he, though? I think you do want to see. Here it is. This is on NBC News. Watch. Let me play you the Howard Stern clip in 2002. Sure. We have an idea who the enemy is, and a lot of times the politicians don't want to tell you that. Are you for invading Iraq? Yeah, I guess 
so uh, you know, I wish it was. I, I wish the first time it was done correctly. Now, clearly, you didn't sound like an enthusiastic, enthusiastic supporter of the war, uh, and but I am curious of the second part of that quote. Yeah, the I first time so. it How was. The first it, part? I wish the first time it was done correctly. What do you mean by that? What, what even, the Well, hell? what I mean by that is it almost shouldn't have been done, and, uh, you know, I really don't even know what I mean, because that was a long time ago, and who knows what was in my head. I think that it wasn't done correctly. <laughs> wow. Uh, in retrospect, Good it shouldn't God. have been done at all. Uh, it was sort of, you know, it was just done. It was just we dropped bombs. Now, no, if you look back, actually, uh, that was probably the correct way of doing it, not going in and not upsetting, giving them a lesson and not. I mean, I think Senior what? actually did a pretty good job of what he was doing. He went in, hmm? he taught him a lesson. What happened is he was taunted because... Saddam Hussein was saying, we drove back the Americans, the ugly Americans were driven back, the power of Iraq, the power. Well, we didn't, weren't driven back. He just uh, decided not, General Schwarzkopf and others said, maybe let's not go in. I'm not sure, although I think Schwarzkopf actually maybe sure. wanted to go he in. Know what the I think hell he's he may, about. maybe did the right thing. He's just talking right out his ass there. No idea. He has no idea Who what knows he's what saying. Who knows what was in my head? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I mean, what an incomprehensible job done by Chuck Todd. Anybody get, get away wait, with that other wait. than him? No. He has said a thousand times, I was, I was against the war before the war. I was against, I was against. So they play audio of him before the war in 2002, and he's, I guess so, on invading Iraq. <laughs> right, and and, you don't even but I'm going to go with the second part of your answer? That is, and, and again, this is something is bizarre. Trump had multiple days to come up with an wow. answer for, and his answer is, "I don't know what was in my head." And then, and then his, his supporters are like, "Yep, yeah, there you he go." Didn't, he didn't know he what, didn't was, know in what was in his head. Well, so I don't know what is in his head. Okay. Either. I will be honest. That's okay. <laughs> the man. I, it's not. It's not that he's wrong in everything. He just lies about everything. How is this possible? Uh, ever seriously? I mean, really? If we're it, this has to be the last day on earth. This has to be the last <laughs> moment in time. I mean, I, I, this is just the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life. I've never seen anything like this. And, and, and the, the Trump supporters just eating that up? Or do you just ignore yeah. everything like the Obama supporters? Well, the, the difference here is, oh, and, and look, God, uh, President gosh, Obama, man. I'm no fan of, obviously. But Wait. He, I know, this is he another shot. knows where he stands. Let me, let me put out another press release. I'm not a big fan of President <laughs> Obama. But at least Obama, mm. the, the ish, the criticism of Obama was that he was too smooth. Yeah. That he was too. Uh, well, you can't say that about Trump. That's you for can't sure. say that about Trump. The man can't form a coherent thought. No, he can't. Even no, when can't. given multiple days to prepare for something. And, you know, to give a little credit to Glenn, because he kind of, this kind of fits his prediction of a guy with a gravy stain. Oh, totally. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, we all thought kind of at the time, maybe that's Chris Christie, because he's, he's kind of a fat guy, and, and maybe he spills gravy on his shirt from time to time. Oh, well, that's I mean, Because I'm, all I'm, fat people spill gravy on their shirts, right, Pat? Well, I certainly do. And uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm speaking more about myself. Um, but I... I but, because he's the opposite of Obama, and that was kind of Glenn's point. Right. Yeah. He's so not smooth. He's so inarticulate that maybe that's what's appealing to people.
I mean, it's so That's weird. exactly what we like about him, Pat. That's exactly yep. what we like about yep. him. We, He's a buffoon. We like we that We want a buffoon. It might be time for a buffoon in office. Oh, yep. I, I mean, you get what you deserve if you do this. Uh, we're yep. thinking, think about this for a moment. Yep. I, none of this but stuff. But we all pay for that. That's what, what I hate about it. This him. audience voted Donald Trump into the douche hall of fame by a 99-to-1 margin. Yep. Okay, So I yep. know that at some level I'm preaching to the choir here. But if you have somebody that you know... Uh, who is a Republican or conservative, and they're, they're entertaining the Donald Trump thing. Think about this for a second. Donald Trump gets into office, let's just say. I don't think it would happen if he got to the general by any means, but let's just say he got in. And he does. He actually lives up to the billing, okay? I'm wrong. He's not really a liberal, or he's not really a guy who has no principles. He just goes in there, and now he has found conservatism. He's there with you. He actually does all the things that you want him to do. Mm. And he, he does them the exact way he's saying he's going to do them. He's going to force people to do it. So when Apple and does Mexico something... Mexico has paid for a wall, and it's a big, beautiful yeah, wall. Exactly. And there's a special he's gonna door. F- he's going to raise okay. tariffs. He's going to punish our enemies. I like uh, it. They're going to start a trade war. Are we war. winning? Are we winning uh, Are we winning? Yes. We're okay. winning everything because he keeps saying we're winning everything. When <laughs> Apple does something, he doesn't like he shuts them down okay. he sends good, agents good, to good. businesses he doesn't like i like he it. makes sure it gets done mm-hmm. well you know what someone who doesn't have their papers on them you know what uh, they get deported you know what they get deported whether eh, maybe they should have stayed this particular family but you know what we're not going to make any mistakes we're going to deport them muslims they're not going to be able to allow to become into the country anymore on his edict and yet all gets right. all of that stuff done what do democrats do with that power these new things that Donald Trump has created for them to be able to just do whenever they're in office, what do Democrats learn from a guy like Donald Trump? Where do they go next time they get the presidency, which, by the way, will be the next opportunity because Donald Trump will be uh, unpopular, I would say, as a president. But let's just say he goes through there. And assuming there are elections after Donald Trump is elected, let's just say, for example, that the Democrats get the job next. What are they going to learn when they've got Kanye West running the country? What the hell is he going to do with these new uh, levels, uh, levers of power that Donald Trump has created out of the uh, ethos? I don't know, uh, man. I, I mean, I it's terrifying when you think about just what Democrats are learning from just this. Yeah. Look what they're learning from the idea that essentially, I mean, we've spent so many years saying, well, you know what, uh, we're, you know, we don't care about celebrity. We don't care about that stuff. We don't care about all the glitz and the glamour. That's all Trump supporters yeah. care about. It's all about celebrity. It's all about personality. It's all about everything that people with conservative values said they didn't care about. Mm-hmm. He's everything that the Democrats and the media said Republicans were. And you're sitting here. Uh, just embracing it. It's, em- it's embarrassing. You, you keep saying it's the strangest thing, and, and it is the strangest thing I've ever seen. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. I've never seen, I mean, I've never seen America go down a road like this. It's utterly embarrassing. Anybody who supports this guy, to, it's just an embarrassment because it's got nothing to do with an actual idea. It's not like you have a guy who's too conservative and he's embarrassing the party. Where it's like you embarrass John McCain when you have that candidate. Ted Cruz embarrasses John McCain, surely. Uh-huh. But at least Ted Cruz has an ideology. You might think it's too conservative. This guy is just all over the map saying whatever he thinks is popular at any given second. And it's an embarrassment that people are falling for. It truly is embarrassing. Yes. That's what I added to that discussion. Thank you. Because it was so self-contained.
It was a little, uh, did it I go self-contained. too long? No, it was just all, you, you okay. said I was a little fired up. said it all. A little fired up there. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents still coming up. All right, uh, you know the biggest threat to your independence is, uh, well, it's not being prepared for a major disaster, whether mm. it's man-made, natural, or personal. Well, that's really true. Um, when you're not prepared, you know, you've got to rely on others, which really suck uh, mm -hmm. in the case of an emergency. You want, to, you want control. You, you're feeding yourself, perhaps, and, and your family. Ah, that's, uh, so. that's probably important. Yeah. So good news is that our friends that at My, uh, My Patriot Supply have uh, got your back. Uh, if you're not prepared, call them now, right now. You get a, a two-week emergency food supply. For only 50 bucks. What? 50 mm -hmm. bucks? Jeez, you get a, a 70 servings of food, which, and the food lasts up to 25 years in the containers they put it in, including delicious soups, entrees, even desserts. I mean, and it really tastes good. When you call, ask how to get free shipping, and you can get this special offer by calling 888 893 Call them right now, or go online at uh, preparewiththeblaze.com. Preparewiththeblaze.com. Dot com, sadly for Jeffy, uh, it's a limit of two per call. Oh. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, no. sorry, Jeffy. I'm sorry. What? Kind of eliminates. <laughs> what, what if I said that? No, no. No, I don't think so. Again, it's a two-week supply of food for only 50 bucks. Call them now, 888-893-9140. 888 or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. Yeah, right. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. On a flight this weekend, I watched the movie Trumbo. It is the mm. story of Dalton Trumbo, a blacklisted Hollywood writer who wrote movies in secret to keep his career alive during the Cold War. The movie was really well done. Brian Cranston is in it, and he was mm. great as he always is. Here's the trailer. I love our country, and it's a good government, but anything could be better. You talk like a radical, but you live like a rich guy. It's a perfect combination. The radical may fight the purity of Jesus, but the rich guy wins with the cunning of Satan. Your next deal is going to make you the highest paid writer in Hollywood. Where do I sign? Are you not, or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Many questions can be answered yes or no only by a moron or a slave. <laughs> No studio will ever employ a member of the Communist Party. Decent Americans feel that Hollywood is just a haven for overpaid traitors. Buddy, I got nothing to say to you. We do what everyone says we can. We write. Are you out of your mind? Congress has no right to investigate what we think or how we make movies. I'll write you a movie. And you don't want your name on it. No, you don't want my name on it. Especially if you're still up to stuff, are you? Perpetually. The blacklist is alive and well, and so is the black market. We should all be prepared to go to prison. I don't think you're willing to lose all of this just to do the right thing. You don't end something like this by giving them what they have no right to ask. Phone for you. Oh, who is it? But there's a good story in there about one man trying to take on the whole world. What's the title? Spartacus. If we get one big movie, we can get all the big movies. Then this whole rotten thing could collapse. If there is some other writer's name on it, don't believe it. Fire Dalton Trumbo. I don't think you and me are going to be pals. 
have to say everything like it's going to be chiseled into a rock. Whisper a movie you've written in secret. Maybe I've even heard of it. Maybe you have. There you go. That's the uh, that looks trailer. really good. Yeah, Trumbo was a communist. He was an actual communist. Uh, went to prison for a time after being held in contempt of Congress because of his views. Now, in one scene, uh, as one of his daughters is trying to understand why everyone in town hates Daddy so much, the daughter asks if she too is a communist. Trumbo gives her a little quiz, basically one like this: Well, if you brought a ham and cheese sandwich to lunch at school and you saw someone uh, without a lunch, what would you do? And she says, I would share. And he says, well, you wouldn't say get a job? You wouldn't give them a loan with 6% interest? Well, if not, then I guess you're my little commie. Interesting fact about communism. Sharing <laughs> is not part of it. You don't get to make the choice of what you do with your ham sandwich. Your ham sandwich is never your ham sandwich at all. The sandwich is taken, it's redistributed, and theoretically a tiny little moldy little bite comes back to you at some unknown point in the future. If history is any guide, your ham sandwich will be forcibly removed from your possessions, and then, of course, you will die of starvation. Communism is not a cute little romantic lesson about sharing. It killed a hundred million people. It is as deadly as anything this planet has ever faced, including Nazism, and is challenged in its brutality by only the globe's worst communicable diseases. Regardless, it is your right to disagree with uh, the political system in this country, notably not your right in a communist country, but it is your right here. Lost on everyone who will see this movie in Hollywood is the fact that only a large, powerful government is capable of such things. Only a big government can kill a hundred million people, and only a big government is capable of destroying the careers and lives of the people that disagree with it. The First Amendment guarantees your right to say and believe what you want, even if it is as utterly ridiculous as the benefits of communism from the mouth of a wealthy Hollywood writer. Yet even after going through this period and realizing that it's a bad idea to imprison writers because of their political views, progressives continue to want a giant government. They want it bigger and bigger and bigger. They want it to go after people who participate in what the government thinks is incorrect or hate speech. Big government is fine as long as it's your guy who is running it. Something to think about on both sides of the aisle these days indeed what'd you say yes i thought the same thing as i was watching the trailer and it said at the end no one could tell you what to think believe pray except except the progressives. Except progressives they can tell you mm -hmm. and you if if it's anything that disagrees with their ideology then they want you to stop and if you don't stop they're going to drum you out of your out of your business they're doing the same thing they're doing exactly the same thing they claim was done to them it's so amazing exactly. too because i mean you see Communism, for whatever reason, and I think it's the progressive rehabilitation of it over a long period of time, but it's treated as this adorable thing that yeah. is idealistic and sometimes not always right, and maybe it's, it's like a little silly. It's a analogy, which yeah. is garbage. Garbage. It's, you don't, it's not sharing. You're, you're not saying, oh, well, I, that person's in need. That's altruism. That's a part of conservative right. ideology, not, conser not a liberal. Sharing is not when the government gives to, takes it yeah. from people and redistributes it. That's not sharing. You took it from me. Yeah. How is that sharing? Yeah. 
And why? That'd be like the school. Hey, honey, would you like it when you come to school with a sandwich and somebody else doesn't have one? And the school takes it from you, and then they give it to whoever they think right. should have it. Exactly. I mean, is that what you want? No. Because that's the analogy. It is, and it's that's why I, I mean I love that it was it was easy pickings yeah, uh, so right there. Easy. But it's like Jeez, this idea man. that communism is this sort of like wonderful thought that isn't always done right, and it's kind of this thing that it's okay to praise. Like if no. if rewrite that exact story, except insert fascism into it, mm -hmm. where there's a fascist writer, a Nazi writer, who was you know what he got blacklisted during World War II because. Uh, you know, all of uh, people didn't like Nazis, but he believed it and he wanted to keep doing it. They would never make that movie. Yet communism killed 10 times the amount of people yeah. as fascism. 10 yeah. times. It's, it's not for whatever reason. And I think it's got to do with the uh, the hardcore left in this country. Uh, and, and, and many of movies like this, which, by the way, was a good movie and it was well done. And it was interesting. And of course, I believe. The case, their case is accurate. They, you know, is it the right thing to do to uh, to blacklist Hollywood writers because they because they're nutty communists? I mean, God, we'd have nobody left in Hollywood right now if we did that. They'd be, they'd be churning out one movie every three years. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't believe you should do that. But the same thing goes for people who believe conservative things. You know, how many times have we seen those people blacklisted? How many, uh, how many times have liberals gone after uh, conserv uh, conservatives uh, and companies? Uh, they boycotted Rush. They've tried to boycott us. They've tried to boycott all sorts of different uh, conservative ventures. You should be able to work in this country. You shouldn't be mm -hmm. blacklisted. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I mean, I agree generally with the case, but I don't think they do. Right. You know, they don't agree with the case made in that movie. And that's the thing that I think is problematic. It's you, look, we all believe, you know, ideas are important and the First Amendment is king. It really is. I mean, it's it's we we believe in it, I think, more than the left does uh, at this point. And, you know, I hate to see, you know, this sort of like rehabilitation of something so awful, really the worst thing that's happened to the planet this side of the flu Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, to see that happen and, and, and be treated as this, 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 this nice, wonderful thing is, is really utterly ridiculous. Really is. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up in a sec. Seven two seven Beck. It's uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, apparently, there's a damning study that finds a whitewashed Hollywood. Speaking of Hollywood, as we were moments ago, we don't have a diversity problem. We have an inclusion crisis. That's what I've been. How long have I been saying that? You have a bumper Thank sticker you. that yes. says that. You just you right. saw that. Uh, I just put it on. You did. I just. Put what does it, it on. say again? Uh, it says we don't have a diversity problem. We have an inclusion crisis. Because mm. I've I've believed that for a long time now and. <laughs> I'm not sure why I haven't included it in a bumper sticker yet. Because really all your views are uh, demonstrated all, by bumper stickers on yeah, your car. Yeah, all of them, mm -hmm. yeah. Because um, I love, I, I absolutely love to mangle up my car with a bunch of bumper stickers. There's nothing classier than that. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, it, Oh, that looks good. Nothing says class more than that. Uh, so, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I like it. 
In one of the most exhaustive and damning reports on diversity in Hollywood, a new study finds that the, the films and television produced by major media companies That's are whitewashed great. and that an epidemic of invisibility runs top to bottom through the uh, industry for women, minorities, and LGBT. Again, like, on, like oh with the context gosh. of the last break. This is such a great point because so great. here they are, the ones praising communists yep. and their and their history of how they're fighting so hard, and they're always going to tell us how bad we are on diversity. Yet, what are they doing? Uh, they're not including people. In the 414 studied films and series, only a third of speaking characters were female. A third. Oh my God. 28.3 percent were from minority groups. Uh, about 10 percent. Uh, about 10% less than the makeup of the U.S. population. Characters 40 or older skew heavily male, 74% to 25. Uh, and just 2% of speaking characters. Two! And you know that this is much higher than, I mean, in reality, the, the number of LGBT people is about 85%. Really? Yeah, really? it's about 85 to 88% in that range. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Somewhere in there. Uh, but 2% are represented on these movies. And we'll, we'll tell you more about that uh, coming up because it's, it's a crisis. It's an inclusion crisis. I can't take it. Is Ben Carson still in this race? Why? There's uh, absolutely no reason. Nothing else to do? I mean, is he done? Like, he's probably thinking, like, er, you know, this is my moment in the spotlight. Might as well drag it out, sell as many people as possible. He still has some clean clothes left on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> he I went mean. home for a few days and got a bunch of clean clothes. And by golly, I'm not leaving this race until I've worn them all. Right. That makes sense. All right. I mean, that's <laughs> it makes more sense in his campaign right now. Yeah, I'll it does. That. Except, you know what makes even more sense is the fact that he's made some sort of pact with uh, Trump, Rubio, to keep uh, Cruz at bay, continue to siphon votes off of him. Sadly, I think that's what's going on here. Huh. I think they're conspiring against Cruz. And uh, they've done it before. I, you know, uh, remember the Huckabee-McCain alliance against Romney back in 08. And, and there was a reported, was there was a reported Huckabee Santorum anti-Cruz. Uh, I don't know if that Santorum denied that, I believe, um, but uh, that was a reported thing as well. Right. Um, uh, and you know, it could be. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know for sure that Carson dropping out would help Cruz more than Trump, per se. Like I. I mean, I, I think that. I don't think it would help Rubio necessarily, but maybe it would. I don't know where his votes would go. Yeah, I, th I think they go to Cru a Cruz mostly. There's not much there, though, to take. That's know? true. That's true. <laughs> Sadly for Ben. And again, like, you know, this is, it hasn't gone well for Ben. 
And, you know, he can sit here and blame Cruz and he can blame others. I mean, like, it's his own fault. He wasn't up mm -hmm. on things enough. He didn't, right. ha he, didn't right. he didn't know what he was doing. He put a lot of people right. close to him who didn't know what they were doing. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is a very difficult thing to do. So, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it's easy by any means, but he didn't do it well. What is the Cruz campaign apologizing to Marco Rubio about now? Uh, they they did actually do something uh, somewhat wrong on that one. Basically, oh, boy. there was a video. I mean, oh, was it that Bible thing? Yeah, or the Bible thing. So there was a thing where Rubio just said something good about the Bible. It kind of sounded, I guess, to somebody who wrote a story about it that he said something bad about the Bible. So uh, it's a good book. Uh, all the answers are in there. I think he said, and then. Um, it was initially reported, as he said, none of the answers are in there. You won't there. find many of like, the answers You won't find in many. There. It was something where they kind of sounded similar. So it was a Cruz um, campaign that did that? No. Uh, some outside reporter did that, but the Cruz campaign retweeted it. And so the, crew, the guy oh, who uh, posted it. But and it's and so, okay for I'm Donald Trump to retweet everything yes, under yes, the sun so and he gets away with and it? He never apologized. Ted Cruz needs to stop apologizing. Stop apologizing, stop Ted. Damn it. Right now. Well, he didn't. It was just his, whatever representative posted it said, ah, I shouldn't have posted that. Sorry, it's not right. Darn it to heck. Well, whoever that is, tell stop them it. to stop it, too. Stop it. Stop it. Stop with the apologies. Stop doing it. Actually, nope. isn't the answer here the opposite, that Donald Trump should start with the apologies? Yes. I mean, look, well, Cruz is the one well, acting yeah. honorably here. Yes. You know, he, if he made From a mistake, man. Yeah, if he made a mistake, you apologize for it. I think he's apologized for too many. Like too the Carson many, thing, I, I didn't think there was anything to apologize for, to be honest. Right. This right. one, I think there is something to apologize for. But again, very minor and made no difference. No one was changing their vote based on one thing that would no. look true on, for man. a half an hour and then wasn't true. No. Uh, you know who's great and we should be listening to? We, we've kind of talked some Hollywood lately um, in the last couple of breaks. And uh, one of my favorites uh, is Dick Van Dyke. Love the guy. He's a great actor and uh, just, uh, you know, tremendous, tremendous uh, politician. Hmm. Um, a political Does advocate right now. Huh? Excuse did, me? Uh, did Dick... Change? No, no, no. <laughs> oh. He's no. He's he's supporting a, a a youngster, an aspiring young candidate. Um, yeah, that's ninety-year-old legend Dick Van Dyke is in the uh, twenty sixteen le uh, uh, cycle yeah. here. And here's a uh, here's a look at who he's supporting now. I think the worst mistake that the Supreme Court ever made was uh -huh. to say that a corporation was a person. That's it changed the whole process of no, election. No, and Bernie wants to get rid of that. God bless him for it. Uh, yeah. I, uh, well, I once wrote in and said, I'd be glad to help, and I got a note back. Could you send us $3? <laughs> I know people like me will remember <laughs> and uh, continue to fight. I don't know. So many young people have so seen this and are very strong about it. Mm -hmm. There was an interesting uh, test done by two uh, right. professors. Mm -hmm. They gave uh, a I group of people enjoy this the... Sweden's distribution of wealth mm -hmm. and the United States yeah, distribution of wealth, this, yeah. but did not tell them mm -hmm. which country was which. And ninety-two percent of Americans voted for the Swedish. <laughs> so Wait, it shows that it can work. What? Um, that does not <laughs> show that it can work. So this is something I did on Wonderful World of Stew. Maybe we can play this tomorrow. Uh, this was a ninety-year-old, by the way, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, ninety years old. He, he looks still, pretty good. Oh, he looks great. Yeah, I mean, he's he, still of sound mind, I except know. for the fact that he supports Bernie Sanders for right. for president. That's his wife's pretty by. young too. I mean, she's he's probably a like sixty-five or something now. So it's a freaking leftist. Yeah, I mean, that's oh a, obviously you know. So his point there was a there was not it was not a study. It was a uh, I mean. 
it was what he's talking about is a YouTube video, um, which cited a study, guaranteed, because I guarantee did not read the actual study because there was a lot more in there. there But we did a whole show on this. So basically the the, um, study showed like, well, this is what uh, the United States distribution of wealth looks like and this is what it looks like in other countries and which one do you think, uh, which one would you want? But they didn't tell you which one, you know, had the name Mm -hmm. under it. So people chose the one that looked more even, which was, you know, Sweden. Um, But when you look at the numbers and you actually go into the study, what you find is, first of all, it's a the distribution of wealth is a stupid thing to look at. It doesn't matter what the distribution of wealth is. The point is, we have more wealth than many of many other countries, Um, and the idea that you can get it. is a credit to the person who accomplishes that. It's not a negative to the country that some people are able to go out and get more wealth than others. That is not a. Uh, that is not to say that. Uh, like well, your, your point is, well, the people who earn it shouldn't have it. The people who don't earn it should have it. Um, and yeah. that's just a weird way to look at it. But it we is. should Unless actually pull Dick out Van Dyke. that. What? Unless you're Dick Van Dyke. Right, who surely uh, does not have a lot of money. In making his jokes. Oh, surely he wouldn't be at the high end of that about, scale. Ha, ha, Bernie only wanted $3 from me. Every, uh, every everybody wants thousands from me. Every dollar over break even, you know Dick Van Dyke sends it immediately to someone else. <laughs> right. Oh, you course. know he does. Of course he does. Such bullcrap. Such bullcrap. I mean, you don't want equal distribution of wealth. You want people to go out and earn what they earn. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, we're born equal. We don't stay equal. That is a communist thing. That's a socialist thing. That's the government controlling oh. what you do. And the guy's uh, supporting Bernie Sanders for president, out. so obviously he is yeah, in the socialism. But we should, uh, let's see if we can pull that for tomorrow. Uh, Natasha will let you know yeah, what it is, Andrew. Um, I've never um, seen that. Yeah, it was a pretty popular Facebook yeah. post uh, a couple of years ago. And, and it's supposed to make you like be, oh, my God, I can't believe America's like this. And in reality, it's like, yeah, well, I mean, our country's pretty cool. I mean, it's actually yeah. worked out pretty well. Yeah. I, don't, um, I don't want a distribution of wealth. Yeah, there's a video this government. weekend by the I saw making rounds of Bernie Sanders doing an interview, you know, a number of years ago about praising how good Castro was and uh, what a wonderful I thing bet. it is. Yeah, yeah. I'll okay. bet. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we got we to play that tomorrow. But one of the things, by the way, they never show on these income inequality things is, as you know, Pat, the United States gives more money to charity than any other country, and it's not even remotely close. Nowhere near. Um, that money is never included. So, like, let's say a millionaire makes a million dollars and then gives $500,000 away to charity. Income inequality charts will show him as a millionaire and the person mm-hmm. that he gave the money to as having zero dollars. Right. But in reality, he actually gave money to charity, and that money was distributed under whatever, however the charity distributed right. it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that is another part. They also don't sh- show things like um, uh, in-kind um, uh, transfers, um, things like uh, when you get money from the government, for example. Um, so part of these programs are already in place, right? So, like, uh, you get taxed, the wealthy people get taxed, and it gets sent to a program, and the program redistributes it. Well... That's not shown in those. So you're like, you, wait a minute. We've already ha- we already have programs that do these things, uh, and when you don't include them in the numbers, it makes the numbers look worse. And then you're able to, right. of course, then show, oh well, we need even more of these programs. Mm-hmm. But even if you increase the programs, it wouldn't change those charts because you're not including those programs in the charts. And then, of course, <laughs> there's the other trick they always do, which is wealth. Um, wealth is it's, it's not income inequality; it's wealth 
inequality. And that's just a trick because wealth is essentially excess, right? Like if you have more than you need to get by, you are able to, to accumulate wealth. You are able to, you know, purchase a nicer home. You are able to purchase a car. You are able to put money in the bank. You're able to buy investments or stocks and things like that. Well, when you are at a point where you're, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or have a small savings, you're not going to have lots of wealth, but that doesn't mean your life isn't okay. It doesn't mean you're still not maybe going out to dinner every once in a while and you're going to the movies and you're able to pay your bills and you're able to put your kids in school and all of those things. But if you don't have lots of excess, then you don't accumulate wealth. So, yes, there are some people who have a lot of excess and they're able to accumulate wealth. And, of course, that builds on top of each other. That's why you earn money. When you earn money, you're able to hopefully put some away and then invest it in something so that it grows without you having to earn it again. That is the entire point of trying to get excess money so you can invest it and grow that amount. Um, it's kind of a ridiculous thing to criticize, but, I mean, it's Dick Van Dyke. I don't know why I'm analyzing this. Yeah, and here's part two of Dick Van Dyke uh, for Bernie Sanders, I guess. I am still, I'm mad from the day that uh, Obama had barely been sworn in and, and O'Connell got up and said, the major point for the uh, Republican Party is to get him out of there. O'Connell? I said, well, he hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> the point. O'Connell? I went down to a southern state uh, during that time and was doing uh, book signing. And I had like 500 people there, a southern state, let me say. Every fifth person would bend over and say, Dick, we've got to take our country back. At the point, I could only assume they meant a black president. Because oh, I didn't know what ass. else they were talking about. Oh, I can't so, even take it. Up, oh, and gosh. He has had a tough way to go, Obama. Oh, Somebody said, we don't elect presidents, we cast them. Oh. They have to look presidential. Oh. Like Who's the Mitt president? Romney, you know, or looked presidential. But I think in this case... It's wonderful we got a choice between a short Jew okay, and a Okay, I can't lady. take it anymore. I think I it's can't a take great it choice. Isn't that America? That's too bad. I, I, it's a guy I, I liked, you know. Until and, that moment? Until, yes. Because that's just and a, that's and a horrible. And I knew he was a leftist. But, but you started geez, talking when he was doing his gosh. Jew joke. Yeah, I, I can't hear it. I can't uh, take it. I mean, I know. Cannot look, I also have problems with Mitch O'Connell. Uh, he's not good. Uh, and I don't think he should be a Senate majority leader. Uh, so I have a problem with him as well. By the way, comes um, immediately to race just because yeah, somebody says we got to take, take our, our country back. Our country Which, back. by the way, every when George Bush oh, was president, hell. every left wing person every said single as well. One. I mean, it's not it's just normal political parlance oh, from when a white guy. Right. Just a couple of other <laughs> points quickly on this. <laughs> That's so stupid, <laughs> because that's about the level of... Uh, but the reason why Mitch McConnell said the thing we need to do is get him out of there is because he ran on a, on a, uh, a, a campaign which promoted values that were the antithesis of what he believes. Mm -hmm. Okay? When you have a guy who's coming out and saying... Like, when, if you had George Bush out there, or if you had... Who was the guy that he didn't... Uh, he doesn't like Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is coming president. You know what? You wouldn't say, well, let's hold on. Let's just wait until he does all the things he said he was going to do, and then we'll start opposing him. No, he told you what he was going to do. We, Barack Obama told us he was going to come in here and give us ridiculous government health care. Mm -hmm. So we opposed it from the beginning because he told us in advance that's what he wanted to do. If you wait until after Obamacare is passed to oppose it, you're going to have a tough time to start stopping it. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, one issue thing, one issue there. And the other one was the Citizens United thing. Which, again, like, you know, it's amazing that people keep going down this road. Oh, it changes our politics. It, cha it, it, it didn't change anything. It's the first freaking amendment. It's, the, it's number one. 
You have a right to spend your own money on political speech. Is the, is the number one reason why it freaking exists. And how stupid that a corporation wouldn't be, you know, isn't it made up of Right, what is people? a corporation? It's made what up of you, people. I mean, you don't have a building sending contributions to people. You don't have a, uh, a some kind of monolithic structure that just happens to distribute money. It's people. Yeah, people work there. People. People supply it with money People as well. own it. Right. People own it, people work there, people supply it with money. How does Walmart get its money? Because people buy things at the store where people work and that people manage. <laughs> it, it's all people. This is all it is. <laughs> and of course, you know, you know, like they never complain about like let's let's say another they don't like it, right? When groups of people come together to funnel their money to a cause. They hate that. It's awful. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. They never complain about it when a union, a group of people who came together to funnel their money to a cause, never had a problem yeah. with that. Yeah, there was no problem at all with unions doing exactly what corporations are able to do and rarely do by the way yeah i mean have you seen by the way unions walmart come out and and support have you put 500 million dollars behind ted cruz have you seen that no. happen yet no. i haven't i hope it does happen but it hasn't happened yet we got to tell you about a great company uh called go it's solar energy and it's now affordable thanks to these guys at go it's just an awesome deal yeah now i mean you know talking about wealth uh you've got a home Mm -hmm. uh, and the home is uh, obviously valuable, uh, but what do you do over time? When you're living there, you want to increase the value of your home. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what Go can do. Uh, they can install these solar panels on your house for $0 out of pocket, and you'll save 20 to 30% on what you're currently paying to power your home. That seems really good. Uh, and it is really good, and that's why over 60,000 satisfied customers with the best warranty in the industry have gone to Go. Mm -hmm. So think Go next time for you. Because they're one of the biggest residential solar companies in America. They have over 60 local offices, so you don't need to worry about customer service or maintenance yep. ever. Jeffy just put solar panels on his box, and you can put it on your home as well. Find out if Go is available in your area with Go. <laughs> GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Power your home or box affordably with GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. It is uh, Pat and Stu. Good to be back this week. The Islamic State's branch in Libya, they've opened up a branch there, apparently. And, uh, oh, yeah. It, it, they got like 85,000 convenient locations now, which is nice, for their uh, caliphate. Uh, so it's, uh, this is good because it's really convenient. Heck yeah. When you, when you want to do ISIS business, you don't have to travel a really long way. No way. You need to advertise on ISIS radio? Yeah. You, Libya. Libya. It's, it's not a problem. So their branch in Libya is deepening its reach across a wide area of Africa, attracting new recruits from countries like Senegal that had been largely immune to the jihadist propaganda and forcing the African authorities and their Western allies to increase efforts to combat the fast-moving threat. Hmm. That's interesting in Libya. What happened in Libya? Um, uh, let's see. Republicans? We, no. <laughs> no. Yep. Uh, Mitch O'Connell. Seems like there was an overthrow during the, yeah, by Mitch O'Connell. Oh, 
Obama administration of the Gaddafi regime? If we, if we call him uh, O'Connell, do we have to call him McBama? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Barack McBama. Yeah, we, we should do that. Uh, that's a little bit of a side issue. But, yeah, that did happen, didn't mm -hmm. it? And it, actually, you know, at least, though, the person who's really responsible for it isn't running for president now. Well, <laughs> except <know>. she is. <laughs> Which is great, because uh, when you read the book or I'm sure see the movie of what happened in Benghazi with 13 hours, oh, you know, yeah. and those guys. Jeez, yeah. I mean, that's an incomprehensible situation. Just that alone. I mean, I, I've been doing a lot of research on the Clintons over the last week, and and I haven't even we're we're about to get to the Benghazi thing, um, but just Benghazi alone is enough to say this woman shouldn't be let she should be in prison, let alone you know in office of any kind. I mean. Secretary of State who allowed these men to die and sent zero help, no help, arrived in 13 hours. And even at the end, uh, the guys who fought off this invasion uh, must have killed, I don't know how many. I mean, the, the bad guys were dropping like flies from these guys. It had to be hundreds, if not thousands. Um, and, but these, these few people who defended the uh, installations... Um, were flown home by Libyan Air. <laughs> we couldn't even send a cargo plane for them from, from the United States uh, of America. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember that. That was embarrassing. Couldn't even end. send yeah. them the home end. on our own plane. Waiting on the stupid tarmac for a flight home. Libyan Air flew them home at the end. That is unbelievable. And you've got the Secretary of State at that time running for president now. I know. And we're fine with well, that. Well, I, I, I had the same um, wow. thought, and it was a little bit more of a separation, and so this one might be worse, but I had the same thought of John Kerry was almost our president, a man yeah. who yeah. called our own troops uh, people who uh, intentionally uh, uh, put uh, phone wires to genitals and turn on the power, up the power. Uh, shot, shot cattle and dogs for fun, <laughs> raised <laughs> villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. Uh, oh, that guy <laughs> who is the biggest buffoon, buffoon, and also enemy of the troops, like a guy who went out of his way also to paint state. all right. troops. Also, um, right now, right now, is Secretary of State sitting Secretary, and of was State. almost the Commander in Chief of the military. It is despicable. A guy who sure called is. hundreds of thousands of our best people who shot dogs yeah. for, for fun, for fun. Yeah. and tried to torture people for no reason. I, I, I mean, yes. wow, wow. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> in a fashion I mean, reminiscent of Genghis Khan. I, I know one. Uh, Former member of the military who uses the word "it's inconceivable." It is <laughs> that this guy is the Secretary of State. It is. It is. So we have two of the worst secretaries of state in history. Uh, one of them was almost president, and one of them might be in the future, uh, and leads uh, in many of the polls. We're in really bad shape right now. You know, when you think about it, when you sit and think, you ponder about the things that are going on. It's just it, we're in bad shape. Well, I know. I, I stopped, was stopped behind you uh, last week behind your car pad, and I saw yeah. we're in really bad trouble on one of your bumper stickers. And yeah, I was I was pondering it. Were you moved to tears? Yeah, the I, then yeah. the light turned green and yeah. moved on. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad you gave it. You know, at least <laughs> half a second. That's all you're trying to do with your. That's bumper. all I'm trying to do with. The <laughs>
Do you have a lot of people who like run into your car because they're trying to read? Yeah, and then, yeah, and they're you know as you've seen maybe on some of the photos they kind of overlap now, so some yeah. of them are hard to read. And like, yeah, I've yeah, 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 I've been hit four times in the last three days. So, <laughs> but I don't mind because at least they're paying attention. I'm waking people up along the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, intelligence officials said there was emerging evidence that the Islamic State had turned its uh, affiliate in Nigeria, the Islamic militant organization called Boko Haram, which was formally aligned with Al-Qaeda to poach young commanders and fighters from Al-Qaeda's affiliate in Northwest Africa uh, and from its Shabab franchise in Somalia. The Shabab I like their, are actually I like they're delicious. On yeah, the, they're, yeah, 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 those are good. They'll do vegetables. They I like, like dipping the... sauces. <laughs> uh, any Shabab franchise you can run by, uh, you go ahead, give it a shot. It's good. You're not going to be disappointed in that. You put some barbecue sauce on the Shabab, uh, whether it's meat or vegetable, and it's it's very very tasty. Mm -hmm. I've always been partial to that. Uh, the EPA mm. is doing its job, of course, mm -hmm. just like the rest of the government. And uh, near the uh, St. Louis suburb of Bridgeton, there are two massive landfills filled with radioactive waste. Oh, good. Uh, below it, according to the Washington Post, some 60 to 200 feet down is a rap rapidly decomposing waste that is smoldering into a subsurface burning event. <laughs> this is like the Simpsons tire mm. fire. Mm -hmm. um, Going to be lit all the time. Uh, underground burn is only a few thousand feet um, from a Superfund site filled with waste from World War II-era uh, Manhattan Project, oh, the report goes on to say. What difference does it make? At this, at this point, point. At this point, you're right, Jeff. Right? No, just thank you, Jeff. Um, wine, thank you. wine, wine. That's all you ever hear. Right. Republicans right. and Democrats have sponsored bills uh, in the Missouri House to remove the EPA's jurisdiction from the 200-acre site and hand it over to the Army Corps of Engineers, or Corps of Engineers, as our president <laughs> would say, to clean and remove 48,000 tons of nuclear waste. So far, nothing has changed. Kind of a problem. It is like the Simpsons Tire Fire, though. That was something that people came to visit, uh, became a tourist attraction <laughs> right. for Springfield. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, maybe it's not that big of a deal. There is a town in Pennsylvania yeah. that's actually on fire, right? Yeah, been uh, on fire for a long time. For, like, you know, decades. And that sometimes happens really? in Florida, too. They have the underground fires from the, uh, the sinkholes and the swamps go dry from the drought, so those roots get on fire. Mm. Yeah, this, the one in Pennsylvania, mm. I think, is coal. Like, it was a, an underground coal mine and has been on fire, so you, they had to clear out the entire town. It's just empty yeah. now. They had to just, like, no one was allowed to live there. How long has it been on fire? Oh, Decades. Years, yeah. yeah I think oh, it's weird. been, like, 20 years or something. Yeah, I think it's longer than that. Yeah. And they can't put the fire out? They can't put the fire out. It's a coal mine, like, underneath the ground, and just, there's nothing they can really do about it. So there's only, like, 800 people who live there anyway, so they just moved them all out of town. But we didn't start the fire, right? It was always burning it's since always the world has been still. turning. I will 62. Say, so. 62 years? Oh, well, that's it's not been, quite since, since 1962. The world was okay, yeah. Not since the world was turning then. I mean, it's a little bit after that. But we didn't start the fire. We didn't start, no, we didn't start, start the fire. The main point is that we right, didn't so start the, the fire. That's the main crux of what I'm trying to say and right when, now. And when we are gone, it will still burn on and on and on. Thank you. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, also, this is uh, no, kind I can't, of interesting. I don't want to do this one. You don't want to do the little girl? No, I don't want You don't want to do the little girl? Why? I don't know. Is it agonizing? Don't I don't know. Just do it. You know you All right, fine, whatever. All right, here's a little girl who's been told that Barack Obama is leaving office eventually. Why are you crying? Tell me why you crying so you can tell everybody. Barack Obama Wait, what? But he can only serve two terms, and his time is up. So keep Pepper the Big Kisser. I do like Pepper the Big it's okay. We got to vote for another president. 
Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's kind of cute, actually. It, it, what what annoys me about that one is just I just, you know, Barack Obama's going to make a video or something. And he, of course, called. He did already. Yeah, he's yeah. already called. Ah. Of course, he did. He's already called the little girl. <laughs> and he uh, he wrote to the little girl's grandmother. All right, here it is. Uh, Barack Obama's little thing to her. Caprina, tell her to dry her tears because I'm not going anywhere. Once I leave the White House, I'll no. still be a citizen just like her. No. Oh. And when she grows up, she can get involved right alongside me. In the meantime, I'll keep an eye out for her letter, and we'll always get to celebrate our birthdays together. Oh, that's beautiful, Barack. Thank you. But, I mean, it is Bye-bye. the most important part of that story is right there. It sure is. this guy ain't going away. Yeah, He's well, going to have well, $5 billion dollars to play with and do whatever the hell right. he wants. He'll get donations from every company. Oh, yeah. Uh, he will start yep. uh, a quote-unquote charity yep. that will do what the Clinton uh, oh, Foundation yeah. is doing times 10. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, already I mean, decided that, but at least he, he's actually, we, I mean, I'm, I would guess we're confident enough to say he's actually going to leave the White House. <laughs> Which, at one point, we weren't that confident. Well, he doesn't agree with most of the stuff in the Constitution. I don't know why he thinks that this term limit thing is real. I know. 888 <laughs> beck more patent stews coming up. It's inevitable. It's about time. It's gonna he's going to want to leave because he's. Gonna, this is where he gets his real power. Yeah, this his real, the, yeah. his real money. The real money. He gets to live the the uh, the well, lifestyle of uh, Martha's Vineyard full time without yes. people giving him a hard time. Yeah, about him. Oh, yeah. right. I don't know what is it like today. Uh, I will say I don't know what the what the size of it is today. But apparently, uh, doctors are now saying yeah. he had a very he had a, micro. a very a micro a micro like penis. a micro wiener. Yeah, a and, micro wiener. and why uh, why are they saying one, that? And one oh yeah, he had one uh, giblet, one, one giblet, one giblet. When huh? only one descended, one giblet descended. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe that. Um, so is anybody surprised by that? No, but they're just saying they think no, they've confirmed it. it. It does make and you realize why he was so pissed at the world. Mm, and by the way, uh, there were some details in there about how that process went up, <laughs> happened, and it was not it was not good to read. We won't get into I that. Did not read that. That's oh no, I'll send it to you. No, thank you. No, thank you. I can do a whole day without that. Yeah, no, but you need to know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into history. tomorrow. No, I really don't need to. We may do a series on it. Okay, not me. Um, a, yeah, a, cer- a cereal. I like that. Four parts. Hitler's micro penis coming up next week. Day um, one, yeah. the birth. A baby-faced teenage con man who was masquerading as a South Florida doctor was busted Tuesday. Uh, an 18-year-old uh, who had been cited uh, by authorities for practicing medicine without a license in October was arrested after opening a medical office in West That's Palm Beach. That's a really interesting story. It is, and they, people, they don't like it when you pretend to be a doctor practicing medicine, man. Especially a, a gynecologist, like as you've, you've had a mobile lab uh, for gynecology like for a long time, have you not, uh, Jeffy? I've seen that you wear that shirt no. that says official inspector. No, I have not. 
Oh, okay. Okay. They, uh, that wasn't you. It must have been somebody that looked exactly, okay. exactly like you, with the same fatness and I the just same know car that. and the same everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that, but that was not you. No, they you. don't like so it. So what's the story here? Because he was posing as a doctor. Yeah, he's done it a couple of times. And I guess the first time, I think they just told him to stop. And, I, oh. and supposedly he did. And then he started up again. Um, I mean, he is baby-faced, too. He's 18 years old. Uh, right, do we have a photo of the kid? Yeah, here he is. Let's take a look at the... Uh, there he is, right there. Can we get a close-up of him? And do we have to see me? No, let's get, get Pat out of the shot. There we go. Okay, thank you. Uh, this kid, uh, he looks like he's 18. You know he hasn't gone to med school. <laughs> Come on! That's just bizarre. But apparently women visited, and he did health exams. He did gynecological exam because he claimed to be a gynecologist. Uh, and it's the new birth life. Um, Medical Center and Urgent Care, LLC. Dr. Malachi A. Love Robinson, PhD, <laughs> HHPC, and AMPC. This guy? No. I mean, you look at him and you know, uh, no. No, you're not a licensed uh, physician. I like that you got like a professional yeah, you photo the promo shoot. shoots. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> but see, the, uh, one of the reasons that I stopped, I mean, that people stop oh, pretending golly. to be a... Uh -huh. uh, Pretending to be a gynecologist? Yes, Dr. Fisher. Here's the lady on the right. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> All right. Nicely put, you jerk. All right, so um, the, they're saying it's a reminiscent of uh, Catch Me If You Can, with Leonardo mm. DiCaprio, of course, the true story of uh, Frank Abagnale Jr., uh, mm -hmm. who uh, did a lot of that's things. That's a fascinating that's, story, it's, by it's the way. It's a great movie. It sure is. It's a great movie. It's it's sure a great movie. Um, I saw uh, the other uh, Tom Hanks movie, um, uh, Bridge oh, of Spots. Bridge? Oh, I finally watched that yeah. as well. Pretty good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. Um, and also, uh, this is reminiscent, of course, of more famously, uh, the television show on USA, uh, the super hit show Suits. Uh, which man, is, you just uh, keep pumping that show. Are you, did you invest in that I show? I freaking love that show, man. <laughs> I love it. I freaking love everything about it. Um, but that is one of the big um, storylines, of course, uh, uh, that uh, you know, one of the lawyers, not really a lawyer, and so it's a very, right. it brings a lot of pressure huh. on the firm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it leads to is a lot it, of hijinks. I'll is the non-lawyer lawyer like 18 years old like this kid is? He do, does look pretty young, but he does yeah, not look 18. Not 18. No. Well, here's uh, Dr. Love <laughs> telling his story. Are you a doctor of anything? Anything at all? I do currently hold um, a PhD um, mm -hmm. in what I don't feel comfortable disclosing uh, because <laughs> that is not the issue here. Um, but you treat people at your I office. face now well, is accusations. There are many types of degrees out there that I hold the title as doctor, whether they are a physicist or an engineer. Just because someone has a title doctor in front of their name does not necessarily imply MD. Have you had training? I have. I have oh. shadowed many doctors. You're saying your training comprises shadowing other doctors, real doctors. <laughs> That's your training in medicine. Your training comprises of a lot of things. <laughs> but you weren't in med school. Love this exactly. So I am not. I am not portraying as as an MD. I've okay, never said you... that I've gone to school to be a MD. Boom. <laughs> hey, but wait, on his jacket it said MD. <laughs> he never when said they, it. When they showed a zip, a he close never, up of the. It says right. something on your jacket, Stu. <laughs> I guess I I do wear a Philadelphia Eagles jacket. I'm not on the Eagles. That's right? correct. So that's a good go. point. I love. It's a really guy. good point. I never said. Uh, here's, I'm not portraying myself okay. as a medical doctor, although I am wearing a jacket in the <laughs> office that says MD. Well, here's part two of Dr. Love uh, and his... I have been studying 
this particular field for uh -huh. a while. A while. Um, may wow. not have been be eight years, minutes. nine years, ten years, but mm -hmm. it has been long enough to, I would say, justify All right. um, oh. what I do. I can tell what you, you this. Okay. Accusations are merely accusations. Thank and you. Services, you'd have to define that. Um, whether she paid for me to just show up, that's up to her. You're not denying the fact that she paid you $3,500 or so, correct? No, I am denying that. Are you a fraud? Because it seems like everything you're saying to me is either evasive or an outright lie. I don't appreciate your tone. <laughs> I don't appreciate the way you're portraying this interview Thank to actually you. be. Are you in right. big trouble? I mean, it seems like you've spoken to a lawyer who's prepared you for to talk not only to the media, but the police as well. I don't know where you're receiving this information from, but it is inaccurate. Um, mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cut this, in, this interview short. I'm going to have to cut this in, interview short. Why did he say that twice? Well, he wanted to make sure. That... I guess he was cutting the interview <laughs> short. Uh, that's what I got in gathered. Interview. In, you know, in, the in problem interview. is that too many OBGYNs aren't practicing their uh, uh, love for women. <laughs> that's a problem right that now. That is a problem. And this OBGYN is practicing his love. <laughs> he's not an OBGYN. For women. Uh -huh. <laughs> he's certainly not an MD. Oh, I he's, love this guy. He's not a. He's, he's pretty priceless. He is. He? He's really good. I mean, you got to have some guts, and then to go on ABC and try to defend that as an 18-year-old kid. I've been practicing. Uh, I mean, I've studied it for some time. Well, how long? Maybe not eight or nine years, but long enough. Well, in his mind, five minutes could be long enough, right? An mm -hmm. hour could be long enough. His and then he treated somebody who paid him 3500 bucks. His bio clinic is a well-rounded professional that treats and cares for patients using a system of practice that bases mm. treatment of physiological functions, abnormal conditions, and natural laws governing the human body. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. That is outstanding. That is awesome. I guess sometimes people just want to be able to pull yes. something off, I guess. I mean, uh, maybe that's what this is. Mm -hmm. It's such a weird thing to try it. It is. Because you're going into one of the high, most highly regulated fields there is. Yeah, and or, it should be. This one should be somewhat regulated because it involves public safety, right? And there's a few things the government is supposed to do, and one of them is to ensure public safety. So if you're having doctors practice on people who aren't doctors, that would be something the government might want to issue well, a, a license for. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and uh, you know, th that can go, obviously, they go too far with these sorts of things all yes. the time. I mean, I, but, you know, it's one thing to be able to say, uh, it's, it's, it's really about the fraud, right? Like, right. It's, it's not that necessarily, like, if you want to go to some guy who says, you know what, I've got the cure and you have some alternative medicine cure, you know, it's up. It's up to you if you mm -hmm. want to do that as a person. Mm -hmm. However, that person can't claim to have gone to medical school, right. can't claim to have traditional training, can't claim to have the license he does not have, um, and that's kind of the issue here. Because do he does we know not if this that. kid really is a PhD? He can't be, right? Can't be, right? He's too too young. He Unless he went to like college at eleven, and he graduated at you know fourteen, and then he got his PhD after that. Is that? You run, a, uh, you run a uh, diploma document service. What do they call it? Your, your diploma factory that you have that <laughs> specializes in identification, uh, d diplomas. Look, what people do with the things that I print and make look like other things is not 
That's their, no control that's their business. I know, right? I know that's your, your slogan on your website. I got it. But <laughs> I would have liked a little bit of insight. Um, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he went to, um, you know, Bill's online university and has a, a Ph.D. Well, right. maybe. You know, um, maybe that's maybe. what it is. I uh, would not be surprised if that were the case. Amazing. I mean, I mean, it's an amazing story. Does he know anything? Does he like? Does he go walk into an appointment and just like BS his way through it, or is he like one of these guys who's? Well, that's why he was being charged, right? Because he he actually gave an exam, a, a physical exam, to the narcotics task force agent. Yeah. So that you know, they were like, "You're not a doctor. You gave me an exam, a physical, and now he faces uh, a fraudulently practicing medicine. He's actually being, you know, faces it now. I'd like to see that." I'm going to have to. Uh, this is, I'm like, this is exactly what's happening in suits right now. I mean, you don't understand. It's just like this. I mean, is it this... is it life imitating art, or is it the other way around? Or is it art? I'm, oh, wait, wait. It's one of whatever. <laughs> is it one of them? <laughs> yes. Is it one of those things? Yes, it in, is one in of that, them. In that cliche. Yes. Probably. Is it one of them? It is yeah, one of them. It is. It very well could be one of them. Mm -hmm. More uh, patents too coming up. That's probably why Suits is one of the biggest shows ever. <laughs> ever, ever. That's fantastic. why I'm, nobody talks about anything but Suits. I know. That's what I, I, lately I've been noticing that quite a bit. I mean, when I'm online, I mean, by by everybody, I mean you. But that's well, yeah, pretty but, much it. And uh, still, that's somebody. You know. Pat and Stu. Why? There is no reason for this. What do you no. mean? There is no reason for cassette tapes to come back into existence. Where music is concerned, why? Why would you do that? For, I get the whole nostalgic thing with LPs because you, you want to get back in touch with the vinyl, I guess, or whatever. Right, right. Sounds truer to the form, or I, I don't. I don't know what purest thing you're coming up with. You like the scratchiness of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't. You know, I'd rather hear a song without the scratches on yeah, it. Yeah, the pops. That's that's the that's the the, the throwback know, is to hear that. Yeah, you album want that noise. authentic scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's an analog sound. So, like in theory, it's a more pure sound. But I'm 99.9% of people can't actually detect it. No, you, you can't. Know? No, seriously. I mean, and if then, you listen to them side by mm -hmm. side. You can hear it. But it's like, A, then you're just doing it to prove that you can hear it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and B, it's like the difference for most people is negligible. Oh, for sure. But then, okay, so you get the LPs. You get the record player come back because you got to have something to play the record on, right? Um, we just went through this with my... My 18-year-old son, he really wants a record player. We got him a record player for, for Christmas. I never thought that would happen, but it did. He, he wanted the record player. And so, you know, it's the cool thing. Does he need to buy some albums? And he got some albums, and yes. But n no, you needn't help out on that at all. Because I've got thank some you. albums. No, I know I'm you do. Happy. And I, uh, no, thank you. But now the cassette tape is coming back into our lives, rewinding back into our lives. Music fans on both sides of the Atlantic are returning to the cassette Two decades after they were replaced by the CD, what what could possibly be the reasoning behind? The, the, because the audio is not going to be good as good no, as digital. Right. 
Right. You and have to also, rewind yeah. them. You have to fast yeah. forward them. They they stretch. They warp. It. Uh, why? I do think the cassette was much better than the record, and also yes. uh, I, I do in too. many ways better than the CD, especially for car use. Because, I mean, the quality wasn't as high as the CD, but I remember when, when they first put CD players in cars at the beginning were disasters. Yeah. Like you'd have Jumped the little the, disc bin that that skipping. Though. No, they're great They don't now. do that anymore. Um, but, of course, now you don't need them because you have digital, right? Like, right? So now, you know, ideally you have digital. Right. Although you could still, I, you know, and I do. Still listen to a CD occasionally. Yeah. Um, but the cassettes were awesome because you could throw them around the car. They just they'd sit mm-hmm. on the floor of the car. You'd spill soda on them. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw true. them in there. You, and like you got, you got that sense of like when you're listening to the end of a song, if you flipped it over at that moment to the other side, you'd know where exactly you were in the other song. Yeah. Um, like sometimes instead of listening to the next song, you'd flip it to the other side because you'd skip a couple of crappy songs that were on the edges. <laughs> and you start um, hearing that, that one song when you hear, that's where the coat got on it. Yeah. Fast forward. <laughs> I always feel like, too, one of the more underrated technologies through this period uh, was the 8-track. The eight track. Yeah. Now, I, I the eight track was an amazing thing because you could in its time you sure could skip was. songs yeah. like a CD yeah. or like digital. Uh, it was as dur- it was more durable than the CD. Oh my god! So it had yes. the durability of the cassette with the skipping songs features of the CD. Right. And that was two generations before the CD, or at right. least. Right. I mean, in reality, and plus it was portable, like unlike a record. So it really had all the best of uh, all the worlds uh, together. Uh, and for whatever reason, it never caught on. Well, I mean, it caught on for a while. It caught on for a while. It was gone. It was just quickly replaced by the cassette tape, uh, which made sense because sometimes it, halfway through the song, it would go <laughs> and switch over track. to the next yeah. track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a lot of people who wouldn't even, what? What, what happened? Uh, but anyway, this nostalgia for the old format comes despite the frustrations that led to their decline, including the tendency to become scrambled and jammed. And and that's another thing. They'd become jammed in the in the cassette deck, mm-hmm. and then you got tape. You got to pull out yeah. of there for oh, a week and a half. In there, hated that. Sales of music tapes are rising so quickly in the U.S. that the Record Recording Industry Association of America, the trade body for music labels, uh, is investigating ways to track sales for the first time since the early 1990s. Mm. That's pretty that's- amazing. Pretty strange, yeah. I did like the weird. It also the cassettes were nice because they had the they had the thing that you could like open up and had like all the lyrics in it or like the the credits and like the they stories of the, the sleeves. And, they were they yeah, still they still believed in that sleeve. And that yeah, is that something cool. that's sort of lost with digital. You know, like they, they, mm-hmm. there was you had additional material essentially yes. that you don't get anymore. But that's why the album is more understandable, right? Yeah, you got the artwork and you get the sleeve. You get that with the CD as the well. Inside, yep. but it's more. I mean the. The album artwork and all that stuff made more sense on an album right. than and it does in the cassette. All of that stuff is fine, but of course, digital is better than all of them. Time, you know, it is by a lot. I mean, it, yes. like the idea that you can just search for any song and play it whenever you want yeah, is awesome. kind of. It might not be great for the music industry, but man, is it nice. I it mean, is because I remember it going is. to. I remember going to. Um, you know, like I was into like you know like sort of the '90s alternative sort of thing back when I was like in high school and such. And so we, I would go to these like obscure record stores and search through bin after bin after bin of cassettes and CDs, trying to find that one weird import that had some song on it you couldn't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like now, I remember buying something you on go eBay. go to iTunes and boom. I bought something on eBay. I don't even remember what, what the actual thing was. It was some remix CD of some song I wanted. It was a guy in Russia who had put all of them together and burned them onto a CD himself, like, completely illegally. And I remember buying it on eBay because these things were impossible to find. They were only available on, like, vinyl. And, like, you go, that was a process back in the day. Now it's, like, 
type in word, enter, there it is. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And and I, like I, I, I don't I look like back that. at the retro vibe of that and be like, wow, those were the days no, when I had to spend my whole Saturday driving across the state to a record store to look for something <laughs> that wasn't there. Wow, wasn't that wonderful? Now, actually, just no. typing it in is better. Yeah, way better. And, yeah. you know, you don't have to go to the record store and buy an album for one or two songs with 12 that you don't like. Yep. You know, there's there's 10 songs that I think suck and two songs that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard any of the other ones, but that's what I'm getting anyway. You don't have oh. to do, deal with any of that. That's, that's why lot. the record stores started selling paraphernalia, so at least you had to go there to pick up something. <laughs> yes. Paraf- yeah, like a, you make a point here. You remind me of a point here. Um, I used to manage cause, those. Because your album argument is essentially the argument of this show. Like, you just get Jeffy included, even though you come here yeah. for Pat and Stu. And unfortunately, Jeffy's just part of the process, and there's nothing you can do to separate it out. In the new world, you'd be able to you see just what he's have... saying there, Jeffy? You, right. see, you get where he's coming from on that one? Because <laughs> so, I think he's saying that... Uh, <laughs>